Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 102-102. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, February 5th, 2020, and will be released on Thursday, February 6th. 2020. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. Again, that's pixelswim.com. Plenty of ways to get in contact over there. So with all that out of the way, let's dive into the show, Uh, starting with the feedback from episode 101. And uh, the first bit of it from uh, Keith Bartlett, who left a comment on the show notes page in the discuss comments. Uh, He says, great podcast as usual. Uh, Regarding portable gaming, I have purchased a Nintendo Switch. I chose it for the very reason of being able to use it with my TV. Very pleased with it. Games are quite pricey, but I signed up for the online membership. For this, I get access to a large number of NES and SNES games. So straight away, I have access to 80-plus games. I have also purchased Mario Kart and got a second-hand copy of Mario Odyssey. My Nintendo 3DS was starting to show its age regarding support. So yeah, thanks, Keith, for reaching out about that, for kind of giving another recommendation of the Nintendo Switch. So yeah, I appreciate that. I did respond to Keith here. I'll just read what I said. It's, uh, thanks, Keith. I have heard nothing but positive things about the Switch and glad to hear it's been good for you. It's also good to know about the membership. That's something I would probably want to do. The membership looks fairly fairly priced at about $20 for the year, which is really nice. Even better that it comes with 80-plus games right out of the gate. Even if they are NES and SNES, I'd probably prefer playing those anyway. The upfront price of the Switch is what keeps me from going for it, but it's clearly worth it. I'm a bit indecisive at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm still not sure. I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the, the my process with that so far a little bit later in the show, but uh, appreciate Keith again just for uh, giving a recommendation for the Nintendo Switch uh, and real-world experience with that and stuff. So uh, the next bit of feedback, again, was on Discuss, uh, and the show notes page was from Mike Latori who uh, reached out about a couple of things, uh, mostly regarding the unlocking of the bootloader for the Moto X4 and the issue that I was having with getting around the factory reset protection on that Moto G5 Plus Amazon edition. I'll just read the portion that he mentioned about the Moto G5 Plus Amazon edition, the one that I've been trying to get back up and running. Uh, that I bought broken. Uh, he says, I might have a lead on unlocking your Amazon Edition G5 Plus. I've been wondering if you could temporarily swap the Amazon firmware for the retail US firmware. I don't know if you've ever used RSD Lite. It's an internal Motorola flashing tool, which was leaked, just like Samsung's Odin. I've used it to flash both my Moto Z Play and also my Latin American uh, Latin America G7 Power. With the G7 Power, I used it to flash the retail U.S. software onto the Latin America phone because it was not receiving security updates. Eight months without any, and I wasn't the only one. The forums were on fire. Anyway, you don't need an unlocked bootloader to use RSD Lite, no matter what you read on the forums. After some... After someone wrote that he was able to do what I wanted with no issues, I crossed my fingers and it worked. The funny part was that even though the firmware was retail US and said and said so in the settings, it kept receiving uh, retail Latin America security updates. That 
made me nervous, so even though everything was working correctly, I used RSD Lite to bring the phone back to the original channel. Anyway, it could brick the phone, but it might be, but it might also be your only chance to get rid of the uh, factory reset protection. Here's a good thread for the G7 Power, which I also followed for the flashing the Z Play with no issues. I believed uh, RSD Lite checks that the firmware is cryptographically signed and will fail if it isn't so you can flash with confidence if you have any questions let me know so yeah mike uh, thank you for reaching out about this if this is something else i'll get to you a little bit as well uh and when i get to my boxo phones update but uh yeah i just wanted to put that feedback out there because that kind of led me down the right trail we'll just put it that way uh and then i'll talk a little bit more about the moto x4 as well which mike mentioned uh because it is the android one version that i have so you'd think that it would be straightforward but uh yeah again i'll talk about that in a little bit but thanks to mike and keith for leaving feedback on the show notes page uh thanks to frank needhart who left a comment on twitter saying the what's my sim segment that i've been having lately reminds him of uh Where's or where's my sim segment is reminds him of where's Waldo and I yeah may have photoshopped a little photo for him so <laughs> head over to twitter.com/pixelswim if you want to see the photo that I made for uh, Frank but yeah I think that's it for the feedback this week uh, so yeah let's go over everything we'll talk about on this episode of course I'll start off with the where's my sim where's my sim card uh, it's been you know. I'm going through a lot of different devices these days. We'll find out where it is. Uh, probably won't surprise you, but uh, and then I'll give a little bit of a, a handheld gaming update as far as my search for that and my thoughts on that. And then I'll go over my Boxo phones update as I've been doing lately. I'll go over the Moto X4 bootloader ish issue that I've been going through that I was kind of mentioning uh, just a minute ago in the feedback section there. And then, uh, yeah, the biggest thing in this episode... <laughs> is that uh, I have a new phone on the way. Um, this is uh, kind of interesting. So yeah, uh, that'll be uh, near the end of the show. I'll talk about that. Uh, so yeah, let's start off with where's my SIM? Uh, there's no jingle. <laughs> I probably should have a jingle for this. But uh, yeah, I'm, the SIM card that, I, that I'm using is still in the Moto G6 Play. Yeah, no surprise there. I haven't really changed it to anything else. I haven't gotten any other phones up and running that I want to use yet. So yeah, it remains in the Moto G6 Play, which is fine and works well. So I'm um, not too concerned right now about changing it to anything else. But uh, yeah, that will change very soon. Uh, as I mentioned, there is a new phone on the way. But uh, yeah, more to come on that. But uh, yeah, that's where my sim is this week. Alright, so quickly, uh, an update on the handheld gaming system search. I'm still torn between the PS Vita and the Nintendo Switch, but uh, like uh, Keith was mentioning earlier, that's a good system, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's kind of one of those, maybe I'll, you know, at this point, it's which one do I want to get first? Because I think I'll probably end up at some point having both of them, so... Yeah, which one do I want to get first? And honestly, I think if that's the question, maybe the Nintendo Switch would be the answer. Uh, I'd probably look at getting that first, but we'll have to probably wait on that for a little bit. But I'm going to keep looking uh, looking into the, both of those. So I even this week kind of looked at uh, getting a regular gaming console, something like an Xbox One S or a uh, PlayStation 3 or 4 or something like that, uh, just something 
that connects right to the TV only works on the TV, but uh, I'm not sure if I want to go that route. Uh, they are pretty affordable for the most part, so it is an option uh, since I don't play video games that often. It would, you know, but the portability of a handheld gaming system is obviously the main draw there. But uh, if you can hook the Switch up to the TV, all the better. You know, you've got everything you need in one. So yeah, we'll see. That's just kind of where I'm at. I, you know, even considered just just using my my laptop as a gaming console you know because it does have it's pretty powerful laptop this moto or moto man <laughs> too many uh, models and stuff this uh, lenovo uh, x1 extreme laptop uh, it's you know it's got decent graphics and uh, it's pretty fast but uh, i don't think i really want to do that i'm already kind of running out of storage already which that's a whole nother story but uh yeah, I'll talk about that in the future, but that's where I am. Uh, maybe Nintendo Switch is on the list uh, to get next, but we'll, you know, still going through the process, still thinking about it, so we shall see. Alright, so let's go through the Box-O-Phones update, which really there's only one update, and it's on that Moto G5 Plus Amazon version that uh, Mike was trying to help me out with a little bit ago in the feedback section. Uh, this is a 64 gigabyte Amazon Moto G5 Plus, uh, and so I did decide after Mike kind of gave me a lead on that to try and use the RSD Lite software for it, which again is the Motorola's own flashing software for firmwares, uh, because it doesn't require the bootloader to be unlocked, and so I thought, you know, that's probably a good direction to go. Uh, try this RSD Lite software. And try as I might on my main laptop here on this X1 Extreme, I could not get it to recognize the the Moto G5 Plus. And so it wouldn't show up in the software in order to select it as the device I wanted to flash new firmware to. So in the directions that Mike sent over, uh, the person that wrote them mentioned that probably needs to be plugged into a USB 2.0 plug on the on the laptop or on your computer, your PC. Uh, and on my laptop, there aren't any. So I've got uh, two USB-C or Thunder, Thunderbolt, I don't know, you know, USB-C connections on one side and two USB-A connections on the other side, but those USB-A connections are both 3.0. So I thought, oh man, okay, well, let's try something else here. Uh, so I remember that obviously I have that Plex server, that tiny little Lenovo mini PC, uh, and I went up and, and checked that out because it's sitting by my router and uh, it had one USB 2.0 port. And you know, the, the easy way to check for that is that the, the USB A 3.0 ports are all, well, the ones that I've seen are all blue on the inside. Uh, the plastic on the inside is blue. So there was one that was black on there. And so I figured that was my one shot at a USB 2.0 port. So I plugged in the Moto G5 Plus into that port and then uh, sort of set up all the software on that mini PC and then came back uh, to my my laptop uh, which I remote in with the the Chrome remote desktop software and then uh, went through the process on there and the RSD Lite uh, program or software was able to recognize the Moto G5 Plus so I went through and found uh, the firmware that I wanted to flash on there uh, which was the retail US version uh, but it did not work it did it failed but you know I was able to at least get it to start the flashing process which was kind of where you know it got stuck before uh, so I did find a newer version of the Amazon 
firmware, which is different than the retail US firmware. And I was able to get that version to actually flash on there. Uh, and this was a newer version that I'm just guessing than what was on the device already. Uh, because I'm not 100% sure which version it is. I'm just going to take a guess that it was on either a very early version of Android 8 Oreo or uh, Android 7 Nougat. And so the one that I flashed on there was an 8.1 version of Android. And so I uh, was able to get that flashed on there. And because I was able to get that flashed on there, I was able to then follow the steps for bypassing the factory reset protection because essentially what uh, was happening before is you in order to bypass those the factory reset protection you have to find your way into the settings during the setup process before you know you log into your gmail account uh, or the gmail account that's required on there and so essentially you have to go through the talkback settings uh, in order to do that and the version of talkback that was on this this uh, moto g5 plus amazon version was an older version than what was in the the guide that i was following to bypass the factory reset protection so essentially the the options they were using in that version were uh, not there in my version and so after i was able to flash this upgraded firmware on there i was able to find that it was the same version in the in the, the the bypass factory reset protection guide that I found and so I was able to follow that and effectively go through and, and get that factory reset protection off of there so it can accept a new Google account on there or, or kind of reset the phone as completely brand new. So yeah, success. The phone uh, will live once again. A huge thank you to Mike Latore for kind of guiding me down that. I, you know, in the past, I feel like I've come across this RSD light software, but completely forgot about it. And so, yeah, that was kind of the key that to this whole thing, to getting this thing uh, back up and running. So yeah, successfully did that. So the phone can can live another day. And so now I'm just waiting on all the parts to come in. Uh, those I did order from China, so it could be an extra long time, uh, especially with all that coronavirus stuff going on over there right now. So I know that's uh, putting a lot of delays on that, which is perfectly fine. Uh, I just hope uh, the best for everybody over there, that they can get back up and running and you know everybody will be okay over there. That's uh, obviously the main priority. I'm not worried about uh, the time delay there. I just hope everything goes well for those people over there. So yeah, that's uh, really it for the Boxo phones this week, but that's kind of a, a big victory to get that back up and running. And so I, because I bought two of those Moto G5 Pluses, the, the other one I was able, easily able to get past that factory reset protection. Uh, and then this one was kind of a stumper for a little while and then uh, was able to get through it with this process. So yeah, very happy about that. And uh, we'll get that up and running and, and we'll see what, what we'll end up doing with that one, either donating or selling or whatever. So yeah, very happy about that. All right, so kind of in the same vein a little bit uh, as this Moto G5 Plus was my Moto X4. Uh, last week I talked about trying to get the bootloader unlocked uh, to possibly to have a try at uh, Lineage OS on there, uh, but I wasn't able to. But uh, this week, again, and this all kind of led off of the, the, uh, the RSD Lite software and getting that new setup on my, my other mini PC and, and you know being able to flash things from there. Uh, again, thanks to Michael Tori, they I figured I would give it another go, uh, and so I was finally able to unlock the bootloader on the Moto X4. Uh, essentially, 
on my main PC here, uh, I wasn't able to get the device ID off of the Moto X4 in order to plug it into Motorola's site because essentially you have to submit the device ID to Motorola and then they will provide you with an unlock key. Uh, and I wasn't even, a, even able to get that that uh, device ID, which is something you have to get through fast boot mode and uh, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, so I plugged the Moto X4 into the mini PC, into the, the USB 2.0 port, and uh, you know ran the command to get the device ID and was able to get it. And so I got that and I plugged it into Moto's website and it said device not eligible for unlock and I smacked my head and thought, why not? <laughs> and because Mike kind of mentioned this in one of his, in a bit of his feedback on the site that, uh, you know, this is the Android One version. You might, it, you know, you would think that it would be a pixel-like experience, you know, where it's everything's easy to unlock and, you know, it's very developer-friendly, etc. But uh, I, I wasn't so sure, you know, after plugging this the ID into the site and it coming back is not eligible uh, and and I kind of thought maybe it was because it was the Google Fi version uh, which is the service over here Google's uh, cell service over here or maybe it's worldwide I'm not sure but either way it's the Google Fi variant of the Moto X4 which is essentially Android one but yeah so I was kind of con confused by this as well but uh, I think what happened uh, because I decided to try it again later I decided to uh, well, Mike had actually also mentioned that it potentially could be uh, you could try another browser, putting you know going to, going to Motorola's uh, website and plugging in, plugging in the device ID in a different browser. Uh, I did try that; didn't work. Um, but I think ultimately what happened and how I got it to work eventually, this is my guess, I can't tell you for sure, is when I was pulling the device ID off of the Motorola off of the Moto X4. I wasn't signed in to Google on the device because I had factory reset it. And so, you know, and I kind of skipped all the setup at the beginning. Uh, and so I signed into Google and then uh, got the device ID off of the Moto X4 after that. And so I plugged in the, after I had signed into the, the my Google account on the device and I, I went back to Motorola's website, uh, which requires you to log in, and so I logged in with my Google account on Motorola's website. And so after I, I did that, I then plugged in the device ID, and then it actually came back as eligible for unlock. <laughs> so it potentially, and this could be completely wrong, uh, potentially it could be because I wasn't signed into the Moto X4 with my Google account, and it didn't connect it sort of on the back end and the server end for Motorola. But uh, I could be wrong about that, but that seems, uh, you know, I wasn't paying too close attention, but it seems to be what happened for me. Uh, so if you're stuck out there on a similar situation, that's something to think about. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I was able to get the unlock key, which essentially makes it uh, pretty easy to unlock after you, you have that. So yeah, you run the command in, uh, in your fast boot setup and uh, it unlocks the, the bootloader, which allows you to flash... Uh, what you need to, whether it's a new recovery or, uh, you know, once you install like a twerp recovery, TWRP recovery, you can install lineage and stuff like that. But I think I had mentioned last time that I kind of wanted to try and put the retail version of the software on this Moto X4 
uh, as opposed to the Android One version, because uh, the Android One version actually didn't allow for some of the Moto features that are in the retail version. Um, when I say the retail version, that essentially just means Motorola's version of the software versus you know the pure stock version that uh, uh, you know the Android One program offers. But uh, yeah, so I went through and 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 got the firmware that I wanted. Uh, for it, uh, because it, it is essentially the same model number. The retail version and the Google Fi version are the same model number, so I thought that it would probably work. And so I tried using the RSD Lite software uh, to flash the firmware, and at first it didn't uh, didn't work. It, it would immediately throw back an error that it could not restart into bootloader mode, or something to that effect. Uh, which was odd because the device is in bootloader mode <laughs> when you start the flash uh, through the software. Uh, so it was kind of confusing as to why that was. Uh, so I decided after a little bit of trial and error to, tr to uh, manually flash the, the software. And so essentially all that means is you go into fast boot mode on the phone, you open up your fast boot or ADB environment in your on the PC, and then you sort of type in all the commands to flash each part of the firmware. Uh, and so I went through that. Uh, basically, if you open up there, if you get a firmware file, especially for these Motorola files, there's a something called it's a file called flashfile.xml. And if you go in there, you can see uh, kind of in the code what gets flashed and in what order. And so I followed that as a manual uh, because if you go online. Uh, onto like XDA forums or something like that, you'll find people who list uh, these commands usually in order of what they should be, uh, but it's usually never specific to the firmware that you are flashing and it kind of leaves out certain things in the firmware uh, and certain commands. And so following the flash file XML uh, file that was in the firmware itself, I was uh, it was actually better because I was you know there's certain things that needed to get flashed and so and erased and and stuff like that uh, so yeah I went through that manual process and it worked uh, I was able to get the I kind of messed it up the first time um, but I went through the process again and and f went through that flash file XML again and uh, and got everything to flash correctly and completely set up on there. So essentially I installed the retail software on the Android One version, which is kind of what I was aiming to do originally. So I was very happy about that. So essentially, uh, if I went into the settings uh, where it used to say variant, it would say Google Fi, and now it says variant retail US. Um, this is, they all have abbreviations. So it's like R-E-T-U-S uh, in the settings. But uh, yeah, and then the biggest thing that I knew <laughs> how, that it was a different software uh, was because in the Moto app on there, which allows you to enable a lot of the Moto functionality, uh, the one button navigation was back. And again, the one button navigation uses the fingerprint sensor on the front uh, to, as the back, forward, home, and turn off screen and assistant button. So essentially you can swipe on the fingerprint scanner to go back, swipe to go to recent apps, uh, tap to go home, tap and hold to turn off the display, tap and hold extra long to go to the assistant. So um, this is something uh, when I had the Moto X4 the first time that I really liked using. And so I'm glad that I could get it back on here, even though I don't know <laughs> that I'm going to be using this Moto X4 anytime soon. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm just happy to kind of go through this process. And I think the reason I did was because 
uh, I had that new setup with this RSD Lite software. But uh, yeah, so that worked. Uh, and even after I booted it up, it uh, downloaded the January uh, 2020 security update for the Moto X4. And again, this is for the retail version. This isn't the Android One version. So essentially, Motorola themselves is putting out the security update for the Moto X4 for January of 2020 themselves on their own software. So that's uh, some kudos to them uh, because it's not something that you'll see on a lot of other manufacturers. And so essentially it's kind of the, at the same level as the Moto X4 Android One version. So, but you get actually get extra functionality. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why the Android One version is actually better at this point. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to go back and see this uh, original retail software. Uh, but also with all this said, even though this is installed on there now, this firmware, uh, I do have the option now to go back and install Lineage if I want to try that out uh, or any other ROMs, etc. if I want to do that. So yeah, the Moto X4 is now at my disposal <laughs> uh, software-wise. Uh, so yeah, very cool. I'm happy to have that set up uh, to do whatever, kind of whatever, you know, I, I want with it. So just very fun thing to do, honestly. It was fun to troubleshoot all this. Again, uh, Mike uh, helped me out quite a bit and lead me in the right direction, but sometimes that's what you need. So uh, yeah, got the bootloader unlocked and I'm very happy about that. All right, so with all of that uh, geeky talk out of the way, let's talk about the new phone that is coming. Now this is a little bit different. This is not a broken phone, by the way. <laughs> this is actually an attempt at a new daily driver. And so this is one that I've talked about in the past. I don't know if I talked about it that recently, especially in that search that I was kind of doing recently that I gave up on. Uh, this is definitely different from that search. Uh, this was kind of essentially what I was hoping to do. What I'm hoping to do with this is to replace the LG G6 weekly report. So essentially what that means is I want to be able to use it every day for at least a year, you know, at least uh, make it my main device for at least a year. And so without further ado, uh, the phone that I purchased was the Samsung Galaxy S10e. <laughs> and I can hear uh, Frank Needhart uh, applauding out there. I know he's had this one a few times uh, and he suggested it in the past. So uh, yeah, this is actually coming in tomorrow. Uh, today's Wednesday. To, it'll be in here on Thursday. So I will have hands on with it very soon. Uh, just to kind of give a quick rundown, if you can't remember any of the specs of this one, uh, the main selling point though is, is that it is a smaller device, quote unquote, for today. By, by today's standards, this S10e is a smaller device. So the display is 5.8 inches. It is a 1080 by 2280 pixel resolution. Uh, it is uh, Snapdragon 855, I believe the version that I got is, well, it's actually the T-Mobile version of it as well. I kind of like to lean towards that, plus you usually save a little bit of money because it's a carrier locked version. But uh, Snapdragon 855, 6 gigs of RAM, 3100 milliamp hour battery. The display is an AMOLED display, dynamic AMOLED capacitive touchscreen, 16 million colors. I'm reading off of the uh, GSM Arena specs here. Uh, the main camera is 12 megapixels with OIS and the secondary camera. And part of the reason why I kind of went towards this was it is a 16 mega, megapixel ultra wide camera, uh, kind of the same sort of setup on the uh, LG G6, uh, which I enjoyed very much. 
and it also comes with uh, stereo speakers and another big thing is the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack uh, which is not always a given anymore uh, especially with Samsung kind of leading the way for their next generation with the Note 10 Plus that didn't have it uh, but either way uh, it has a headphone jack it does have Qi char wireless charging as well uh, and I kind of was looking at this one next to the Galaxy S9, which is something that I mentioned last week that I was kind of looking at uh, potentially getting that Galaxy S9. And uh, yeah, I kind of ultimately came to the conclusion that this one would probably last me a lot longer. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, it's a newer phone with a better processor and, and all that stuff. And, and it has the wide angle camera on the back as opposed to just one camera on the S9. And uh, I kind of decided that it would be uh, more of a long-term uh, thing. You know, it would last me a lot longer if it did work out. So, and I figured that uh, the also the display is more flat. Uh, the Galaxy S9 has more curved edges. And that was something that I was a little concerned about because I've heard a lot about the accidental touches on the, uh, you know, those, those Galaxy screens. So... I'm really looking forward to getting this in, getting hands-on with it. I, like I said, the biggest selling point of it is that the size of it is smaller. It's more of a phone-sized phone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's definitely smaller than all of the other main devices that I've used in a while. So well, you shall get those in. And I also, of course, had to order a couple of cases for it. Uh, I got a Spigen case, which is the Spigen silicone fit case. Uh, it's just a basic black case. And then I also kind of went a little crazy and got the Tendlin Galaxy S10 uh, wood grain uh, leather case <laughs> with striped leather. It's kind of a weird one. Uh, check out the link in the show notes for both of these, especially this Tendlin case. I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, sort of change up uh, for a phone case. It's kind of got a wood texture on the back, but it also has like stripes of leather. I'm, I'm guessing not real leather, but... Yeah, it looks kind of interesting. Check it out in the show notes. But uh, yeah, I got this uh, S10e off of Swappa, and I paid $364 for it. Now, this is a phone that came out, I think, at about over $600-ish, $600. Uh, so big savings, uh, especially since it hasn't been out uh, super long. Uh, at least it's still in the current generation of Galaxy phones. Uh, we'll see how I get on with the software as well. Uh, I mean, I did use the LG G6 for a while and the software isn't too dissimilar. I know there's a lot extra on the Samsung Galaxy phones, so we'll see how I get on with that, but I'm not really too concerned about that, but it, we'll see if it gets in the way. Really, another, you know, one of the big things that could kind of deter me from using it is if the the uh, service on it isn't very good which is really obviously for me a very big a very big point uh, and, and selling point is how well it picks up my cellular service uh, it does have extra and uh, band 71 here in the in the US which is a new T-Mobile band running on the 600 megahertz spectrum uh, which I do not have any devices that have that yet so uh, hopefully that'll, in certain areas, will help me out a little bit uh, as far as service goes. But uh, yeah, so the Galaxy S10e, we could be coming back soon <laughs> with the uh, Galaxy S10e report. But it uh, doesn't ring as nicely as LG G6 weekly report. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll do what we have to do. Hopefully I uh, won't uh, return this one immediately. Although I don't know if I can or not. Uh, I haven't really returned anything on Swava before. 
And to be honest, I haven't really bought much off, off of Swap. I usually use it for selling, uh, more often uh, for selling. But uh, yeah, we shall see. Uh, 128 gigabytes of storage uh, and an SD card slot as well. Uh, probably won't need an SD card, honestly, in this one. It probably might be the, the first one where I don't put an SD card in it because 128 gigabytes is going to be plenty for me, uh, especially because I could probably get by on 32. 64 is, is good for me too, so 128 will definitely be enough, and it'll be nice to use the internal storage. But uh, and also nice to have the option for an SD card. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I know I've said it about 10 times, but I'm trying to keep myself calm. Uh, you know, waiting for the phone is kind of the hardest part. You know, I, honestly, it's why I look at Best Buy so often is because it's right down the street and I can go pick it up the same day. So anytime I order something off of uh, Swappa or eBay, uh, waiting for it is always <laughs> probably the hardest part of the whole buying process. So, But uh, if I remain patient, hopefully it'll all pay off and... Uh, like I said, it should be in tomorrow. So yeah, um, re really just want to get my hands on it and, and start using it. Uh, I think part of the mentality I'm trying to go in with is let's just make it the phone, make it the daily driver and just stick with it and, and through the thick and thin. <laughs> but uh, we shall see. Uh, as always, things change so rapidly, but uh, hopefully this one will stick. All right, so let's wrap things up here on uh, episode 102 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Head over to pixelswim.com for the show notes uh, if you want to see any of the links to the stuff I talked about today. And if you want to leave any feedback, there's plenty of ways to do it there. So, again, that's pixelswim.com. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for episode 103 where I'll probably be talking a lot about the Galaxy S10e and... Uh, who knows? Who knows what else? But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. As always, have a great afternoon or evening or snowy day or rainy day or sunny day or whatever kind of weather it is where you are when you're listening to this. So thanks again and God speed. <laughs>